Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancy, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or looking to start your journey tomorrow or someone who just needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. If you missed the last episode, be sure to download it after you tune in today. Before I introduce my guest, I'll share an entrepreneurial story that will inspire you all. This episode, I will introduce Bill Gates. We all know his success, but many don't really know his journey. Here's a few highlights I jotted down when reading. He made his first noise in the industry only 15 years old with his fellow student, Paul Allen, as they profited $20,000 with a program called Trafodata, which measured traffic flow in the Seattle area. He soon went to Harvard in 1973, but in 74, they saw an article of the world's first microcomputer called the Altair 8800. They saw an opportunity like an entrepreneur. They called the manufacturer, who was all the way in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they told the president they had written a very popular computer language for that filter. Even though they had not written anything at all, they started writing ASAP in Harvard's computer lab as they didn't have Altar to work on, and they were forced to simulate it on other computers. When they flew up to test the program, they weren't even sure that it would run, but it did. Gates soon dropped out of Harvard and moved to Albuquerque, where they finally established Microsoft. Fast forward now, he's built a two-man project into a multi-billion dollar empire, and he made himself one of the richest people on the planet. Hey, Gary, what do you like most about that story? Well, it's just clear of all great entrepreneurs, and that's a great example of that. You don't need to see the completed bridge or the road to start. You just all you need to see is, okay, the vision that I see where the road can go, and you actually start the process. And that's a tremendous, that's what great entrepreneurs do. Absolutely. That voice you all just heard is today's guest. My guest on the show this episode is someone I networked with when I first started speaking. I think it is important to network with the people who you're in the industry, not only to learn from, but to also grow with. He had mentored me from New York while I was in Florida and also made time to attend my book's release in my hometown. He's been very supportive, so I'm very happy to have him on the show and share his work ethic and business with you all. Here's my guest, Mr. Gary Parks. Vince, pleasure to be here. It's a great book. Everybody definitely should read it. Great story. A little sad, but really inspiring. And uh, you're a lot shorter in real life than I thought. <laughs> it's great to have you here, Gary. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself with a little preview of your story before we touch on the questions today? You know, being an entrepreneur isn't something that you, you think about doing. It just sort of happens. I really believe that uh, um, it's not a, you know, it's not a curriculum you choose like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to be an accountant or a lawyer. It's just the personality and who you are. You just fall into it. You see opportunities. And, and you really go for it. Um, you know, basically what it is, it's really about what is the most efficient and effective way for me to be effective and efficient. So when I started my first business, I was 23, 24. Um, I was in the music merchandise business at the time. And I was working for a company as a sales guy, getting a salary plus a bonus. And I said, hey, you know, if I just kind of was an outside person and ran my own little marketing firm. I have a lot more flexibility. I have more opportunities. And I did it. 
and that led, you know, for uh, a success for many years in music merchandise. Um, that business eventually, you know, matured and matured out as, as businesses do because markets change. And then I got involved in uh, telecommunications. And uh, once again, it starts out with opportunities that weren't the best opportunities. And one of the things I've learned is that when somebody is, 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 is trying to sell you a slice of bread, no matter how good that slice of bread is, you don't want to buy the slice of bread because you want to get the loaf. And you got to go, you got to find out where is that loaf. I don't want to, I don't want to just see the slice of bread. I want the whole loaf. And, I, and, and by doing that, um, I developed, um, it was a business associate of mine, uh, one of the largest telecommunications marketing companies um, actually in the world. At one point, we had 1,500 uh, independent agents worldwide working underneath us. And this is when AT&T broke up and we had the explosion. And that was really a, a great business until technology um, basically made what we did a commodity. And so then you have to adjust and pivot. And that's when I started to get into coaching because I really enjoyed helping people. And for the last oh, about 10, 15 years, um, I developed a coaching practice. And once again, when you start out, you know, everybody's offering you a slice of the bread. I said, let me go for the full loaf. And then that's, that's how you, you motivate, and that's where I am today. That's a great story. I'm glad to hear it. I know everybody listening will, too. Gary, it's time for the Big Five. Each episode, my guest and I go over these five questions to help everybody listening in what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. You ready to go? Go ahead. Let's do it. When did you first realize that you weren't happy? What was that moment when you just needed a change or you realized, like you said, it's time for that whole loaf of bread? That's a, that's a great question. It actually happened to me in, almost in a reverse way because um, when I first started my own business, I didn't even say I'm, I'm starting my own business. I just kind of said, hey, I'm going to work out of my house and have my office, my telephone. I didn't really care where I worked. to could be in a basement, you know. Um, and then at that point in time, I was working and everything else. And one of the things about being an entrepreneur, you know, the human mind wants certainty. It wants stability. It just loves that. One thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're not going to have that. Um, so it is very common, especially earlier on, to say, hey, I would love just to kind of go back and get, you know, some certainty. Let me get a salaried sales job. Let me get some, you know, maybe, make, you know, just some sense of, of, of certainty. So after I was doing uh, uh, my own marketing firm, and that was kind of fading out. And I said, ah, I got I to gotta go through this craziness again. I went to work in, inside for a sales company. And I was there. I said, you know, for the first couple of weeks, it was good. It was almost like, okay, I'm rest. I can relax. About a month into it, I was getting a little bored because, you know, an entrepreneur, the goal, what is really their source, isn't about making money. It's about building. It's about building and creating something. Um, and then after about two, three months, I said, I can't do this my whole life. I, I must do what I enjoy doing. If, you, if you're going to do something your whole life, and I have plenty of people who I knew who did things because it made sense. So I know many people who became lawyers who were miserable. I know many people who became accountants who, you know, they're making great money, but they're miserable. To me, it's about being happy. Um, so after... Uh, doing that for about two months, I said, I can't do this anymore. And then that was really where I realized I need to get back. So experiencing what it's like, you know, what the grass looks greener, it's not. Absolutely. Very similar with me. The finance degree went for these big jobs. And I it usually comes up every episode or so. 
the stability, the money is great, but my quality of life just wasn't there. I was commuting an hour and a half minimum each way to work in bumper to bumper traffic. You don't get those hours back. That's not paid hours. That's just wasn't for me. What would you say one or two of the most you know, interesting is I don't think you would mind commuting, commuting an hour and a half back and forth if it was for, let's say, you know, speaking to a group of people about your story and about how to help them. So I think it's not so much the commuting. I think it's just what you're commuting for. Well put. And that's a great insight on it. Couldn't it be more true. It was time for me to follow my passion full time. You know, as an entrepreneur, everybody goes through the ups and downs. And I went through a really high up right when I started and then sizzled and finding the consistency. It was tempting to try to just get that comfort, that security back. And I did it. But when I looked into my heart, it was time to touch more lives. What would right. you say, Gary, one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur? Um, the fact that you're, you're on a roller coaster ride. Exactly. And you're gonna, there's going to be a drop. So the point of the matter is that you have to be able to be very flexible and know how to pivot very quickly. Um, you can't get stuck into something and then say, okay, and now I can relax. The minute you do that, you lose. You have to act as if you can lose your business tomorrow. You have to always go out there and keep building. The process has to be just what you do. And no matter how much money you make, no matter how successful you are, if you stop building, you will eventually die. So it's that, you know, it's like, okay, good. It's like, you know, going on a roller coaster, that big drop. Okay, now I can catch my breath. And boom, another drop. Oh, my God, really? And that's really the hardest part. I agree with you there. What would you say one of your greatest failures is, Gary? And what did it teach you? Um, wow. So many failures. Um, I think my greatest failure uh, in looking back was probably staying in my telecommunications marketing firm. We saw the signs that the business and the technology was changing. And because it was so successful for such a period of time and technology moves fast, and so does the results, positive and negative, obviously, you don't want to say, hey, maybe it's time for me to adjust and shift. So um, perhaps I could have pivoted a little bit earlier on. So I think that what that did is kind of made me just more aware of the of the red red flag, so to speak, and say, you know, okay, this is a bad thing that's happening. Let me take a step back and let me reposition myself. And when I got into coaching, um, I was involved in different coaching. I did move markets of my my where I was coaching pretty quickly based on the fact that okay, I tested it. I see what this this audience is like. I see their limitations. I'm not gonna I'm not going to argue with the limitations. I'm going to then adjust myself to find uh, a space or a market with a limit with his less limitations. So it's the pivoting. So I think that was, in retrospect, it, it, it was a it was the biggest failure. Yeah, maybe let's let's piggyback off that a little bit for our listeners as far as getting content and complacent, maybe with when something is going good, how you have to constantly evolve, like you just said, constantly grow. you it's part of your practice. How can we give some advice to everybody listening in with that? The first thing I tell all my clients, you know, business fails when they're successful. Um, most accidents happen around when you drive around the house or your neighborhood. Why? Because you forget the stop sign or, you know, you, you, you forget to look. 
Um, when you get comfortable, uh, you stop to little things you stop doing. And this is with anything. So again, you have to be committed to the process and not the end result. The end results are meaningless. The process means everything. And if you are doing the process correctly, you will get the end result on a consistent basis. If you just focus on the end result, then the minute you hit the end result, it becomes a goal. Then basically what happens is you kind of turn off, right? You stop. And so uh, the idea is to really be committed to the process, tweak the process, make the changes and adjustments as necessary. Always be evaluating. Don't always be closing. Always be evaluating. And then, uh, you know, basically that's the key. Always fix things, make them better. And we can talk about companies like AOL and Xerox. And AOL, wow. Yeah, that, that you know, were very successful. And uh, they were late because then Facebook came along. Um, you know, Xerox, you know, with copy machines. Then digital came along. And, and they were slow on, on, on accepting the fact that things are changing. And by the time they pivoted, it was too late. Great insight, Gary. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, history, dead or alive, who would it be? Give us some information on what would be happening there. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I'm in a fortunate situation. Um, I happen to coach and and work with um, some pretty, very, very uh, successful entrepreneurs. Um, you know, these are the people that are in the same ballpark as the Warren Buffetts and the Bill Gates. Um, I was fortunate to be mentored uh, by Jack Welch, who was the former CEO of uh, General Electric. Yes. Um, but I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Let's hear it. The guy who developed uh, bird's eye vegetables or Heinz ketchup. Huh. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, please. <laughs> or, or even Hershey himself. Definitely a curveball. Yeah, well, you know, let's just talk about Hershey. To be an entrepreneur, you have to have, in New York we call it chutzpah, right? To take chances. So we all, we're all familiar with Hershey. Hershey, you know, Pennsylvania, Hershey Bars, what, huge shoes company. He actually... Uh, Bought the, bought the town, built a huge factory, hired all these people, and he didn't have a formula to make chocolate yet. <laughs> Who would do that today? Bird's eye. We all know bird's eye frozen vegetables, right? The guy who developed bird's eye, he actually made frozen vegetables before people had freezers, before supermarkets have a way to display it. That's, okay. that's, talk, that's taking a chance. And I would like to kind of get into their heads a little bit because those are what's called the pioneers. The reality Absolutely. is you, you really, you know, being a pioneer is great. Pioneers get shot. You really don't want to be a pioneer. Most successful companies we see today that we revere are really not pioneers. They're the second or third behind, and they just happen to do it right. Um, Heinz Ketchup, um, they were completely revolutionary. Everybody thought that Ford, uh, Henry Ford was the first with um, mechanized uh, assembly lines. No, Heinz Ketchup did it beforehand. So just to kind of get into their insight to like, how did you do that? How did you mentally get past that? Because most people 
are not going to jump unless they know a parachute is in, is, you know, they have a parachute. These guys jumped and said, I think I should have a parachute. Those so are incredible those, answers. I love that. Those are the, I mean, and, and again, that's when a time when we didn't have the internet. We didn't no have internet, internet. I was just going to say nothing like no, that. You know, listen, now when you want to study something, you know, we have, we have access of information, data, trends. That's all based on gut back then. And that's really what an entrepreneur is about. Unbelievable answers. I'm glad. I'm glad our listeners can hear all that. Where do you mm -hmm. see yourself in these entrepreneurial endeavors that you're working on, whether it's just coaching? Do you see branch head or something else? Let's look into the future, which I know is tough as an entrepreneur, but let's go one year and then five years. One year from today, just, we're recording this right now, January 2020. What are we thinking? Um, whatever makes me happy. Love it. That's it. You know, I, you, you, again, um, I really am fortunate that I really love what I do. I'm fortunate that I can help people. I feel that um, there's something called emotional compensation, and that is so important. You know, we all know what financial compensation is, and most people are driven for financial compensation. Emotional compensation is when you really feel good about yourself or what you do. You feel a sense of accomplishment. That's what happiness comes from. Um, and that's why they say money is not going to make you happy, and it really doesn't. I have a lot of people who I work with who are very wealthy, uh, top producers in their field, and they're miserable because, you know, once you make a lot of money, you're not happy what you're doing. What are you going to do? You know, they're making a million dollars, two million dollars a year. You're going to walk away from that? So, yeah, um, you know, so really about being, um, you know, emotionally compensated. And, and all I'm going to do is you just follow what makes you happy and you just do it the best you can. That's great advice there. Thank you so much for joining me today, Gary. I really know everybody's going to see the, the value in your episode. I personally enjoyed in the beginning how you gave the advice with the early signs. I think that's going to be great. Not only did I love the entrepreneurs too, it's one of my favorite questions because the insight each guest provides into that history. I learned something new pretty much every single episode. And it's nice when you hear something so unique that I'm probably not going to hear again, at least for some time. But it's time for the last word, Gary. Is there something you'd like to share with our listeners today that we didn't touch on today? Yes. Um, the benefit of being an entrepreneur is that it's really on you. And if it's really on you, you really got to believe in yourself. You got to be smart. You're going to make mistakes. It's okay. But you really got to believe in your ability and your ability to drive your, your life. You have, you're at the steering wheel. You can go left, right. You can you know, detour if you have to. But, you, but what's going to really beat you up is, is, is uh, lack of self-belief. That, where that comes from, basically, is really what other people are telling you. And they're just expressing their own fears and their own self-doubt. So here's a guideline. If you have goals or ideas, don't tell anybody. Um, keep it to yourself. Study it. Start doing it. Um, really be flexible. Don't be married to it. But figure out if it makes sense or not. Follow your passion, but make sure the passion makes sense. And last but, but least, you know, just know that what goes up comes down. What comes down goes up. Always understand that spring will always follow winter. Thank you so much, Gary. Can you please go ahead and share your social media or other ways for our listeners to request your services, get in touch with um, you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Gary Parks is the easiest way. Um, if you want to send me an email, it's Gary at GaryParks.com, relatively simple, and I'll be more than happy to 
interact with anybody or answer a question. Great. Make sure to check him out there. Everybody follow the show on Instagram at your favorite morning podcast and on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. Make sure to check out my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, on Amazon now, and be sure to DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work really hard to find value-delivering stories for you on each episode. As always, I'll follow the last word and end the show with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you too. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.